Praise the Lord. Glory. We have a good night. Say a good night. Praise the Lord. Amen. Mikey, could you bring my table over here? I know Pastor Mikey doesn't like the table, but I do. <laughs> I might need the Kleenex tonight. I might cry. Uh, do I have a whole box in there? Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Oh, thank you, Lord. <clears throat> oh, glory. Is there a beginning and an end of a Holy Spirit encounter? Don't know where to stop. Don't wonder where to start. You just kind of catch it. Amen? Yeah. Hallelujah. I felt that the Lord is going to turn some of your captivity. What I mean by that, some of you have been sick, you've been bound by different things in your lives. And God is a God. He's a liberator. That's what redemption is all about. Sending Jesus to the cross to redeem us. Amen. Not only so that we can go to heaven, but so that we can enjoy life on the way. Jesus said, I'm come that you may have life. How I many of you know you can't have life if you're sick? Or any of your bondage or, or something like that. We have chains wrapped around you and you're dragging chains through life, trying to serve God. God wants you free. Amen? The Bible says who the Son is set free is free indeed. Not just a little bit free, but a whole lot free. Amen, the kind of freedom that makes you want to dance around the church, run around the church. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let's look at Luke chapter 4, verse 14 through 19. And we're going to talk about the power of the Spirit, the power of the Spirit. This is, this is so important because Jesus did nothing without the power of the Holy Spirit. Remember, the first thing that he did actually before he began his earthly ministry was he was baptized, okay, in the Jordan River by John the Baptist. And can, I tell you, can you tell me what happened? Who showed up? The Holy Spirit, amen? Remember, God spoke out of heaven. This is my beloved son whom, thou, whom I am well pleased. And then the Holy Spirit descended upon him in the form of a dove. So uh, the Holy Spirit... Uh, actually aided and empowered Jesus to do the work that he did. Amen. So in verse 14, it says, then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit. Remember, he's baptized by John the Baptist, and then he's driven or led into the wilderness to fast 40 days. And we know that story how he was just tempted of the devil those 40 days and Jesus constantly turned to the devil and said devil it is written amen so Jesus used the word but he also had the power of the spirit the Holy Spirit will work in accordance with the word of God that's why we're a word and spirit church we just don't have the word but we have the Holy Spirit too amen because the Bible says the letter kills but the spirit brings alive 
Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So Jesus returned now after his 40-day fast in the power of the Spirit. Now, that's so important. That's why Jesus, before he ascended into heaven, after he had died on the cross and rose again, he told the disciples something about the power of the Spirit. It says, you're going to go tarry until you be endued with power from on high. Amen. Dunamis, power, glory to God. There's nothing wrong with power, especially if it's the Holy Spirit power. Amen? Okay, he returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee, and news of him went out through all the surrounding region. Hallelujah. And he taught in their synagogues, being glorified by all. In verse 16, it says, So he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and as his custom was. I like this part, as his custom was. Can anybody tell me what his custom was? He went to church every Sunday or the Sabbath. Come on. That's so important. I want to be like Jesus. When Sunday comes, the house of God. It was a habit to him. As his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. Hallelujah. That's another key element. We could talk about this. Amen. He went to church. He read his Bible. Glory to God. He knew where it was written. He knew where to find healing scriptures. He knew where to find prosperity scriptures. He knew where to find scriptures that he needed to be delivered or whatever. The word of God is alive and active. Amen. And full of power. And remember, the Holy Spirit works with the word. Verse 18, he stands up now. He reads from the book of Isaiah. And he said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Now, if you're here and you come regularly to this church and you've been baptized with the Holy Spirit, you know what? You can stand up and say the same thing. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Say it with me. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Why is he upon us? For the anointing. Hallelujah. For the supernatural anointing and, and oil and, and, and just, <clears throat> oil is symbolic. It talks about in the word of God about uh, unity among the brethren. It's like the oil that ran from Aaron's top of his head down to his robe. It just gets saturated in the oil. That's what the anointing and the power of the spirit should do to every one of us. Glory to God. Our lives, just being around people, should rub off. Amen? Oh, hallelujah. Even the Apostle Paul we said this, we have this treasure in earthen vessels. That the power is not of us, but it's of God. Amen? So the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the good news. All right? To the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. I like this part right here, to proclaim liberty to the captives. Every one of us who are born again, who are children of God, should not be held captive by anything that the devil would bring against us. Sickness, disease, whatever it might be, uh, being addicted to drugs, whatever. 
We should be free. Say, we should be free. To proclaim liberty to the captives and recover of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. Those who are o- that are oppressed. Several weeks ago, we talked about depression and things on Sunday mornings. We, we did a whole series on uh, oppression and depression and, and all of this stuff. And, and it's amazing how many in the body of Christ who call themselves Christians are fighting that on a daily basis, being oppressed. See, we're in this world, but we're not of this world. Amen? We should be on another level altogether where things do not bother us, where we're not offended all the time because of somebody not liking us. Amen? I like to say it this way, get over it. You're always going to have somebody that doesn't like you. (laughs) Rejoice. They didn't like Jesus either. (laughs) Amen. In fact, they crucified Jesus. Are you ready for a crucifixion? Well, Hebrews says, Jesus counted it all joy. Hallelujah. So when somebody don't like you, don't get upset and offended. Say, I'm not going to go back to that church. Say, I'm going to count it all joy. Hallelujah. I have somebody needed that. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. To set at liberty those that who are oppressed and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And we used to teach the year of Jubilee. 50th year, when the captives are set free. How many old school people here remember the song we used to sing all the time? This is the year of Jubilee. This is a year of jubilee when all the captives are set free. Come ye hot, ye blind, ye lame, leap and shout for joy again. This is the year of jubilee. I guess we've got too serious in the church to sing songs like that. This is a year of jubilee. This is a year of freedom. This is a time of your healing. This is a time of you being set free once and for all. Hallelujah. Walking out of the chains of the enemy. Say, I'm not going to be in bondage anymore to anything because I'm a child of God. I've been purchased by the blood of Jesus. Amen. And I got a brand new me. Whoo, glory to God. Hallelujah. The anointing. The anointing is so powerful in our lives. In Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27, it says this, it shall come to pass in that day, and I believe it's talking about the days that we're living in right now, that the burden shall be taken away from off the shoulders and the yoke from off your neck, and the yoke shall be destroyed because of what? The yoke, the yoke, the bondage. That's kept your body from operating the way it should be. It's kept your mind from being free. Hallelujah. It says the yoke, whatever is in your life, will be destroyed. Destroyed. Not covered up. Not a quick fix. Doctors always want to deal with the symptoms. Jesus doesn't want to deal with the symptoms. 
He wants to be the root of the problem and root it out by the anointing. Glory to God. Amen. So the yoke will be destroyed. Now think in your mind the things that you need in your life to be taken out of your life. Something that the doctor has said about your body. Gave you a prognosis. Financial bondage. Whatever it might be, mental torment. Think of yourself being free. Say free. I'm free at last. I mean, you know, not, well, it happens every, every, every Monday. Hallelujah. Or every Wednesday or once a month or, you know, it's, 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 it's fall. It, it's time to get a cold. The weather's changing. <laughs> we need to understand that we have the anointing on us, not just on Holy Spirit encounters or on Sunday mornings or on Sunday nights or Youth Alive. It's not just when we come to church, but we're operating, the greater one is on the inside of us all the time. All the time. The power of God, the same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead dwells in us and it will quicken or make alive our mortal bodies. Hallelujah. The anointing is in us and it can also come upon us. And some of you know what that feels like when it comes upon us. Some of you are more sensitive to getting drunk than others. <laughs> Toxicating the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. But everything that Jesus came to do, he came to destroy the works of the devil. And if you are sick in your body, if you are being tormented in your mind, if you are addicted to something, Jesus' only purpose for coming was to set you free and to break that off of you by the anointing of God. Hallelujah. And I love chapter 10 of the book of Acts and verse 38. The Amplified Bible says how God anointed and consecrated Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with strength, amen, some scriptures say power, and ability, and this goes ahead and say power here in the Amplified Bible, how he went about doing good and in particular curing all who were harassed how many of you have been harassed by the devil lately? Amen? Harassed and oppressed by the power of the devil, for God was with him. Hallelujah. Jesus wants you to be free tonight. Free from symptoms. He just doesn't want to give you a quick fix. If you need a new part, I believe God can give you a new part. How many of you know there's a, a room in heaven that's full of parts? Body, how many of you have heard those testimonies before? People have actually been taken up into heaven and seen a room full of body parts. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And Amazon isn't going to deliver them. There's not going to be a truck pull up outside. I got some body parts for 170 Weymouth Street. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
The angels deliver him. Matthew chapter 15, verse 30 to 31. Jesus set the standard. A vast crowd brought to him people who were lame, blind, crippled, those who couldn't speak, and many others. They laid them before Jesus, and he healed some of them. He healed them all. Well, pastor, I don't see that happening. I believe we're moving into the day that we're going to see that happening. That we're going to see everyone that's sick. Jesus is coming back for a glorious church. Because of a spotted wrinkle. And it's been prophesied in the last days. God's going to pour out his spirit. Amen. And one of the greatest revivals that this world has ever seen. Amen. And part of that is going to be signs, wonders, and miracles. Healing. And I believe that, you know, there was not one. If you read the Exodus story, there was not one feeble out of millions of people among them. How many of you have seen the Ten Commandments? I mean, the old version, Charlton Heston and all that kind of stuff. And, and you, 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 there, there's a scene there where they're bringing uh, a lame person on a wagon out of Egypt. That wasn't scriptural. The Bible says there was not one feeble among them. Can you imagine? Can we find a church in America today that there's not one sick person? No, we haven't. But I believe the day's coming, amen, that Jesus is going to heal them all. Hallelujah. How many of you say, that's me tonight? That's me tonight. He healed them all. And the crowd was amazed that those who hadn't been able to speak were talking. Crippled were made well. The lame were walking and the blind could see again, and they praised the God of Israel. Hallelujah. Now, this is what that's all about, man. I tell you, God wants to receive the glory. He wants us to praise him. And uh, I, I shared the story a little bit this morning. Luke chapter 13 caught my attention, and this is with a woman that was bowed over for 18 years. She had been plagued. She was in bondage for 18 years. And in Luke chapter 13, I'm going to read in verse 11, there was a woman there who for 18 years had had an infirmity caused by a spirit, a demon of sickness. And let me tell you this, God does not make you sick. You might be here today and you're bound by condemnation. Well, you may have not been living right or whatever. God is not mad at you. You don't have to do anything to qualify for your deliverance. You don't have to do anything to qualify for your healing tonight. For your marriage. You don't have to do nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Just believe. All you got to do, just believe that God loves you. Think about that. The multitudes that came to Jesus, you think they were all perfect? Of course not. 
Did he go up and ask him, have you been reading your Bible? Have you been praying an hour a day? Had a checklist? Well, if you've, meet, if you've met all of these things, then you deserve healing. No, you are a child of God. That's what, glory, I love this story, amen? There was a demon of sickness that had been on this lady for 18 years. She was bent completely forward and unable to straighten herself up or to look for. Can you imagine that condition upward? Verse 12, and Jesus saw her. He called her to him and said to her, woman, you are released. I like King James. You're loosed from your infirmity. Hallelujah. Verse 13 says he laid his hands on her and instantly she was made straight and she recognized and thanked and praised God. But that's not all. I like what Jesus said in verse 16. Ought not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan had bound, hallelujah, for 18 years, is loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day. Glory to God. How many of you know that you are sons and daughters of Abraham? Galatians 3.13 says Jesus Christ went to the cross. Hallelujah. He paid the price so that we could receive the blessing of Abraham. Amen. And the blessing of Abraham is not being bound by sickness and disease or cancer or poverty. Hallelujah. We have been grafted into that family. You are as much a daughter or a son of Abraham as Isaac or Jacob or Jesus. Hot not this woman. Put your name in there. Be loosed. Daughter of Abraham. What do you have in your wallet? (laughs) What ID do you have? Well, let's see. I have something here that says I'm a pilgrim. I'm just passing through. And my homeland is heaven. And I'm a son of Abraham. Ooh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Satan, you have no right. Jesus said this woman had been bound. It's not right for her to be bound by 18 years. Thou art loosed from this bondage, Jesus said. Glory to God. Now go home and read your Bible. Go home and pray, and we'll see what God's going to do. No, Jesus said you're loosed. Laid hands on her, and she was healed completely. People, that's our heritage. God wants to turn the captivity that's been holding you back. It might be something as even as how you feel about yourself. You look in the mirror and you don't like to see what you're looking at. You're not happy. 
Things around you aren't going good like, they sh- like you think they should. God loves you with an unconditional love. God loves you whether anybody else does or not. Oh, hallelujah. He thinks you're swell. He thinks you're cool. There's not one thing that, hallelujah. To tell you the truth, he looks at you through the blood. The blood of Jesus. And he would say the same thing about you. Ought not this woman, ought not this man be loosed from this infirmity, this demon of sickness, this demon of poverty. And then the anointing will break the yoke off of you. How many of you are ready tonight? If you could close your eyes and see physical chains just being ripped, has held you in bondage. Kept you sick. The last scripture, Psalms 20, 126. I love this Old Testament scripture. It says, when the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion, we were like those who dream. How many of you older people often think, oh, I wish I was young again? <laughs> oh, I wish I could dance like those young people do up front. I was talking to somebody in the foyer today, and this little child was twisting and doing all that stuff. I said, that hurts to watch them do that. <laughs> but think about what God said. When the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion, we were like those who dream. In verse 2, then our mouth was filled with what? Laughter. And our tongue with singing. Ooh, glory to God. The Lord has done great things for us. And we are glad. We are glad. And I'm here to tell you that God is going to turn the captivity that you've been under tonight. And you'll feel like, wow, can't believe it. Well, you better believe it because God's going to do it. Not by might nor by power, but by his spirit. By his spirit. Is the worship team up here? Glory to God. I want us to stand tonight. The worship team is going to lead us in a couple songs. Then I'm going to pray for those of you that need healing, need deliverance. If you want to come up and worship while you can, fine, but I want us to get in, we're already in the presence of the Lord, but I want you to begin to dream. How would your life be if you weren't bowed over anymore? You've been that way for 18 years.
And all of a sudden, Jesus walks in the room. That shouldn't be you. That shouldn't be you. You might need a new back. You might need a new heart. Gabby, you might need a new voice. What do I have to do? Receive. Receive the love. What Jesus has for you. He's here in the building. If he would physically walk in tonight, there's not one of you that he wouldn't love. He'd touch you. Say, that shouldn't be happening to you. Hallelujah. You come into church one way, leave laughing. God, something happened. Glory to God. You know, the church world got up. How many of you remember Oral Roberts? You know who, some of you, yeah. He got kicked out of his denomination for saying God is good all the time. God is a good God. Can you imagine that? Get kicked out of your denomination. You can't be a part of this whatever he was involved, I mean whatever he was ordained by. Because back then a lot of Christians thought God was bad. He was moody. He might heal you sometimes and he might not other times. Like some of you, you're moody. Come on. We all get like that. <laughs> but Jesus, hallelujah. God's a good God. Say, God is a good God. God, a good God. Hallelujah. Come on, worship team. Lead us in these couples. And get lost in him. And when the right time comes, we'll pray and we'll break that off of you. In Jesus' name.